Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. One day Jesus walked into a place. He went through the sheep gate and then got into this place and uh, John chapter 5. John chapter 5. When Jesus got there, he saw a man who had been lying in the place for so many years and this man had had an infirmity for 38 years. And it was the feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there was at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind and halt and withered and waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first was after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. And if you want, just go and search for the biblical significance of the number thirty-eight. It will really amaze you. Thirty-five, thirty-eight is a very powerful number in the Bible. It just stands for labor suffering. When somebody's labor has produced his purpose in life. So this man has been laboring for 30, 80 years, waiting for the fulfillment of his purpose. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am yet coming, another stepped down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately, the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And the same day was the Shabbat. Rise, take up thy bed and walk. The Lord showed me that when Jesus said, Rise, take up your bed and walk, he was speaking to the man's spirit, soul, and body. You know, there are things in the Bible, no human being can explain it to you, but the Holy Ghost can give you explanation. The Holy Spirit can open your eyes to see some things and the Holy Ghost himself can teach you. The Bible said the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will lead us into all truth. And the Holy Spirit is a person. He teaches. He talks. You can hear him. So the Holy Spirit told me that when Jesus told the man, rise, take up your bed and walk, he was speaking to the three dimensions of the man. Rise. He was speaking to the man's spirit. Because you can never be healed until your spirit man rises up first. Your spirit man must resurrect from the dead. Your spirit man must receive the word of God. The word of God must sink into your spirit man first. Because until the spirit man receives a pump of God's energy, there is no way your body can respond to divine healing. So rise. That means light should enter the spirit of the man. The man should come out of obscurity into light. The man's spirit must be, must be resuscitated. 
The Bible says a man's spirit will sustain his body and his infirmities. If your spirit is weak, your body will be sick. Healing starts from your spirit. There are many kinds of diseases. Bodily infirmity, spiritual infirmity, financial infirmity, social infirmity, all kinds of diseases. All of them to be healed. When I talk about social infirmity, I'm talking about curses. I'm talking about negative mindset. Social backwardness and setbacks. Serrah. Number two, take up your bed. And when he said take up your bed, he was talking to the man's soul. He was talking to the man's intellect. The man's mind. The man's will. Take up your bed. What he's saying is that change your mind. This bed has carried you all your life. This bed has carried you for 30, 80 years. But now, you are getting ready to carry what has been carrying you all your life. This man has been paying your bills all your life, but you are getting ready to pay his bills. This man has been your teacher all your life. You are getting ready to teach him. This man has been praying for you all your life. You are getting ready to pray for the person. In other words, you are about to carry what has been carrying you. I see you give somebody a ride in a car. Who has been giving you a ride all your life? Somebody who has been giving you money. You are about to give them money. You see, this bed has carried you all your life. Rise and take up the bed. And number three, when he said, walk. He was now talking to his body. Now your body is going to change its position. That thing about rising and walking is not just rising up. I have seen crippled people or people that have physical disability rise up at the crusade and walk. Some saw at the crusade. Some heard at the crusade. But after walking in the meeting, their social status remained the same. They didn't walk in terms of progress. But when Jesus said walk, he was talking about change of position. The very fact that you are not just going to walk physically in the building, but after walking, your position in life will change. Your job will change. Your status will change. Your location in life will change. The places you couldn't go before, you will begin to go. Rise, the man's spirit. Take up your bed. The man's mind. Walk the man's body. It has to take three things for this miracle to take place. Number one, inspiration. And I pray that tonight will be your night of inspiration. Inspiration. Jesus said the flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that quickens. And the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Inspiration. The spirit comes upon you. All of a sudden you feel an anointing. I believe in inspiration. I believe in the power of God coming on people. I believe in uh, I believe in a surge of divine energy. I believe in inspiration, wisdom, power, jumping up from your spirit. Listen, getting well, getting healed, is not just a physical thing. Your life changing. It's not just a physical thing. Inspiration. 
when knowledge has burst open in your spirit. Ability. I can do all things. Suddenly springs up in your spirit. And inspiration can come from anywhere. My wife will tell you, there is practically no time I enter the bathroom and come out without inspiration. Even this evening, it happened. I entered the bathroom, by the time I came out, the Lord said, inspiration, instruction, insanity. Tell them those three things. Inspiration, instruction, insanity. The three keys to healing. The three keys to anointing. Inspiration. When the Holy Ghost just, bam, hits you. And you feel it in your spirit. Something just happens. I remember I was lying on a bed in November. I was in well. And I was just lying down. And this man walked through the door. Strange shadow. With a, with a, with a piece of cloth. That looked great. I was lying down. He came and put it on me. And if you have any understanding of the spirit realm, that means spirit of death. When he put it on me, I felt cold. And I was lying down. Then I heard a pat on my shoulder. I heard it physically. Somebody hit me on the, on, the, on the shoulder. I turned. There was nobody there. When I looked like that, there was nobody. But I saw somebody move away. And then a hand took away that gray garment. And a blue one was put all over my chest. And I felt this warmth. Immediately, I got strength. I knew that that spirit had been lifted up. And the spirit of God had come upon me. I pray that you will receive inspiration. Everything in the world is not physical knowledge. Everything in the world is not carnal. There is the spirit of God at work. May you receive inspiration. So that man at the pool of Bethesda was lying there for 38 years until Jesus got there. The angel that had been coming every year could not inspire him. The human beings who were carrying others and putting them in the water could not inspire him until Jesus, the master and the owner, the author and the inspirer of inspiration stood in front of him and said, Do you want to be made whole? The man said, I have no man to carry me. But you know what? Inspiration overcame explanation and excuses. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when a deluge of inspiration comes upon you, you would cast away all your explanations. Inspiration. Then the second thing, Jesus released an instruction. Rise, take up your bed and walk. It's an instruction. Some of us argue with God too much. No, we argue with God. We don't understand what inspiration, what instruction is. Jesus' mother told the people, he said, the wine is finished, but whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. It's so amazing sometimes you go to church, you spend one hour raising an offering. 20 minutes, 30 minutes on an offering. For what? A preacher has never spoken more than 30 seconds for me to give an offering. Not once in my life. Because I don't even give you that permission. Before you finish saying it, I'm standing in front of I am too poor to withhold an offering. Because I know that that money I'm holding in my hand, even if I keep it, it can't solve my problems. 
Can I be honest with you? As I stand here now, if you give me one million pounds, you've done nothing. My problems are too many. I want to build a first class hospital in Bogatanga. I want to do mechanized um, agriculture in Bogatanga. I, I, I want to just take care of homeless children. Right now we are taking care of over 100 widows. I want to increase it to about 500, 1,000. My problems are too many. 1,000 pounds can't do anything. We are building our school. It has 1,000 children. But I want to increase it to 5,000. I want to do boarding house. I want to move the school from the primary and JHS level to university. What can one, one million pounds do? Nothing. So if I'm holding 1,000 pounds and God wants it, he should take it. Then I blame him for the rest. So God, God should take it. So that tomorrow I can say, I sow the seed. You see, I don't want my disobedience to become God's excuse not to bless me. I want to be able to go to God in prayer and say, Lord, you know what? What you told me to do, I did it. He told me when I was just 20 years old, when you complete university, go to Bogatanga and stay there all your life. And I did it. I was 20. God didn't argue with me for five minutes. No, no, no. I was praying in the open field. Fear came into me. I was going to fail my A-level. I heard the voice clearly, you will fail. I said, why will I fail? Since when did I start failing exams? From secondary school? No, from primary school. I've never failed. The Lord said, the reason you will fail is because I want you to preach. And if you go to the university to do the pharmacy, you will run away from going to the upper east to preach. So I told him, okay, Lord, I, no, send me to the university. When I pass the exam at the pharmacist, I will go to Bogatanga and stay there all my life. I won't go anywhere. He said, okay, then you will pass. You will go to the university. And when I went, I finished, went to the, I finished, I was going to do my national service. They said, first choice. Of course, in my case, it's not a problem. Upper East region. Second choice, not applicable. I'm done. I'm finished. I went to Bogatanga, I've been there. Trials and temptations. Afflictions. Including losing my children. I'm still there. What are you talking about? We call it obedience to instruction. Obedience to instruction. You are walking about with a rebellious spirit. Still asking God to bless you. God heal me. God deliver me. God said, Look at who is talking. Obedience. Obedience. Your healing is in your obedience. I was trying to see two doctors. One was this way, one was that way. Where should I go? Anytime this other doctor came into my mind, let me say the city. Anytime this city came into my mind, I will wrestle the whole night. Restless. I think there are knives in my stomach. Just cutting me out. Anytime the other city came into my mind, I had peace. But the other city did not make sense at all. 
Because I didn't know anybody there. I finally said, I'm going to the city where I don't know anybody because I have peace in my spirit. I went there. God solved the problem. May the Lord teach you obedience to instruction. Everybody say inspiration. And everybody say instruction. God is constantly instructing you. God is constantly instructing you. Number three, which is the nicest one, insanity. You can never receive miracles unless you are mad. Some of you are too normal. When I even look at your hairstyle, I can tell. You cannot receive a miracle. Your hair is too nice. You are too intellectual for a miracle. I heard a preacher who said, oh, he's been preaching for years. He has never cried. That is why, then I said, that's why you never move in the supernatural. Because it means you are too organized. Preacher who doesn't cry. Then you are not a preacher. You are a lecturer. Because you see, this thing that has to do with preaching has to do with a lot of emotion. And sometimes God can just consume you, spirit, soul, and body. You see, Pastor Kingsley, that's a preacher. Insanity. 38 years. Rise. Take up your bed and walk. I would have looked at that preacher and said, you are crazy. If I could rise and I could take up my bed, I will not be lying here. For 38 years, he said, take up your bed and walk. It is time for you to do something crazy. Like speaking in tongues in an airplane. One day I came with it. Sometimes, you know, you see somebody with an anointing and you say, I want to be like him. But you are not a madman. Restaurant, people were sitting. Plenty. I was going to my table at Toma. My wife was with me. And about three other people. Where did that be? Vivian was there. I told my wife, I want to shout. My wife looked at me and said, Kofi Anaba, shout. I said, hey! the people turned, they were like this. I said, you've seen nothing here. <laughs> we finished eating. We went to the car park. I told my wife, I feel like dancing. And singing a local fra fra song. My wife said, go ahead. So I started. Elias Tani, Tachenza. I'm singing the song and dancing. White men came and surrounded. They were watching. I said, you see nothing. Say, I want the anointing on that man's life. Why don't you just go and call for madness? Insanity. Where the kind of people can be going one way and all of a sudden, God says, change direction. And we change it. And we don't ask questions. You can get a brand new car. You are rejoicing in the car. By the following morning, go 
God said, give it to somebody. It's madness. One day I went to a church to preach. Holy Ghost was moving. I removed my wallet, Mr. Muriel. My wallet with money in it. I think it was about 500 pounds. I had targeted some, some shopping the following day. When I took the wallet, I don't know what happened to the money. It was here in London. It all poured on the platform. The Lord said, leave it. I said, shine! Any demon in this church, I bind it. But I had to leave the money. Because for your money to pour on an altar, and you collect it, and put it back in your... I don't know whether the... Your, your wallet now, you're going to suspend it. Because if you put it in your back pocket, perpetual waste pain. If you put it in your chest, you will get chronic lung disease. If you put it here, that one, I can't mention the name of The thing which swells like that, I can't mention the name. You have to choose one of those sicknesses. Anointing is for crazy people. And if you want healing, you have to be crazy. You have to be crazy. You have to be crazy. You have to do some, 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 something. So this man who has been lying there 38 years, suddenly take up your bed and walk. But because Jesus spoke to his spirit and to his mind, his body had no problem cooperating with his spirit and his mind. Before they realized, a man who had never carried a bed, carried the bed and started walking. That is what is going to happen to you. That is going to, what is going to happen to you. Father, anoint and touch our lives. Glorify your name in the name of Jesus. We pray for healing, we pray for miracles, we pray for inspiration. We ask that your power will move in our midst. Glorify your name, our Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. And I pray in the name of Jesus that after today you will hear the word of God like you've never heard it before. And that God will change you. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.